Hi everyone and welcome to Tea and Talk with Tammy. In this episode, I wanted to share the story of Jonah and the fish. So a couple months ago, I shared this story on my YouTube channel. And so I downloaded the audio to here so that I could share it on the podcast as well. And um, tonight's tea message is going to be, whatever you do, do not get desperate enough to run ahead of God. You'll just be running back when things don't work out. We can't see the things he can see. No matter how hard it gets, walk by faith and not by sight. And I got that quote off of a website called All Things Jesus. And so enjoy the story about Jonah. (laughs) I love this story. It is my favorite story in the Bible. And um, I love telling it. So enjoy it, everyone. So tonight, I just wanted to make a quick video, fun video, about uh, the book of Jonah in the Bible. I read the book of Jonah last week and studied it, and it was just a really fun book to read. And those of you that don't know, the book of Jonah is the book where he's swallowed by the big fish and he lives in the belly of that fish for three days and three nights. And so I just really wanted to talk about, first of all, what I read, and then the realizations that I had and how it applies to my life because it really brought me joy as I read that story and so I just want to share that a little bit. So um, in the book of Jonah, God comes to Jonah and he's like, Jonah, I need you to go to the city of Nineveh and tell these people that because of their evil ways and their behaviors, I'm going to destroy their city in 40 days and them. And um, Jonah's like, why? Because we all know that you are a merciful God and that we know you're not going to do this. You're going to forgive them and you're not going to destroy them. And he's like, so I really don't want to do that. It's a waste of time. And God's like, no, I need you to go to Nineveh. And Jonah wakes up the next day that he's supposed to head to Nineveh. And he's like, hmm. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) And he disobeys God, right? And he goes and he gets on this ship with some sailors that are going to Spain. And he decides he's going to go to Spain. He's not going to Nineveh. And um, he goes below deck and goes to sleep. And then God brings this heavy, heavy storm and starts pounding down on this ship, right? And the sailors are scared because they're like, where is that passenger? This is his God doing this. Where's the passenger that brought this upon us? And so they go down below and he's asleep. He doesn't have no idea that this storm is happening, right? And they're like, wake up, your God is angry. Why is your God angry? And he's like, because I disobeyed him and I left and I ran from him. And they're like, well, how do we make him happy? How do we stop him from being angry? He said, you're going to have to throw me in the sea. When you throw me in the sea, the waters will be calm and the storm will go away. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that because then your God's going to be mad because we killed you and he's going to kill us anyway. And he's like, no, this is how it has to be. And so they do. They throw him into the sea and a big fish comes. Um, I've heard it the whale. I've heard it's a big fish. But anyways, the big fish comes and it swallows him. 
and he's in the belly of this fish for three days and three nights. And while he's in the belly of the fish, he's praying and he's asking God for forgiveness and saying, you know, I will do what you've asked me to do and um, please forgive me, you know, and God does and he orders the fish to spit him out on the land and he does. And the next day God comes to him again and he's like, I still need you to go to Nineveh. And I need you to tell the people that because of their evil ways, I'm going to destroy them in their city in 40 days. So he does. He, uh, Jonah goes to Nineveh and he spends three days walking the city of Nineveh because it's so big and he wants to make sure that everybody knows that this is going to happen. And of course they get scared and they start asking God for forgiveness and they repent and they wear sackcloth. Now I had to look up a sackcloth because I didn't really understand how that applied to the story. And in the biblical days, people wore sackcloths, so that is a sign of saying, hey, I repented for something. And um, so they wore sackcloths, and the king sent out an order, and he said, nobody is to eat or drink anything, including the animals, and everybody is to be wearing a sackcloth so that we can show God that we are repenting and that we are sorry for our evil ways, right? So God decides that he's going to forgive them because of what? they're doing. They're fasting and they're repenting and um, they're changing their evil ways around, right? So he decides to forgive them. And this makes Jonah mad. Because <laughs> Jonah's like, I told you this was what going to happen. And I came here anyway. <laughs> and so he's mad. And God's asking him, what right do you have to be mad about that? And so Jonah goes out of the city and it's the day before. It's the 39th day goes out of the city and he builds a little hut and it's where he can see the city because he wants to see if God's going to do the next day what he said he was going to do. And so he builds a little hut and he stays there and wakes up and nothing happens. But during the night God um, has a plant grow around the hut. It grows up and around the hut that Jonah built and it provides shade and comfort for Jonah, right? Well then the next morning God has a worm go and bite the plant and it destroys it and then Jonah's mad again <laughs> and God's like what right do you have to be mad about the plant because I gave it to you and you didn't nourish it and you didn't take care of it and um and then he tells him that you know in that city there is 120,000 children innocent children and animals that don't deserve to die and this is why I, one reason why I have chosen to forgive them as well and not destroy them. And um, so as I was reading this book, you know, the book, first of all, shows um, Jonah's disobedience. And it shows that, you know, we can all run from God, but we can't hide. <laughs> He's always going to be there. And um, it doesn't matter how far we think or the evil things that we think we've done that um, takes us off of a, a path that's with God. And we kind of get off that path and we do the things that we think God's never going to forgive us for that. And it's not true because this book shows how merciful God really is. And he shows mercy to all of us. And... Um, it shows how compassionate he is too. He's a good God and he's compassionate and he's merciful. And it doesn't matter how far we stray away, he's always waiting for us to come back because we can run, but we can't hide. <laughs> and um, the other thing that 
the fish. Well, now I'm going to go back to the sailors on the ship because I had a realization when I was studying that chapter about the sailors on the ship. So the realization I had about that was that. So Jonah takes this disobedience, right? And these are his actions, his own actions. And he goes on this ship and he puts the lives of the sailors in danger because he was disobedient to God and God was, he was running. <laughs> God caught up to him, right? <laughs> and so what that said to me was that my own actions, things that I say and things that I do, can affect other people and sometimes when we're in the midst of life and we're living our life and we're doing things that make us happy we don't realize that sometimes our decisions can affect other people around us and um and so for me god was showing me that and that i really need to think before i say things and think before i do things and think about how it's going to affect other people the people around me and that was a realization that I had during this story as well um, the other one was the fish so um, I had a really hard time in my life last year for about six months and um, for a very long time and I had to pray myself out of that situation just like Jonah and what I found during that period was that prayer, prayer transforms everything. And the more we pray, that's our conversation with God, right? And He hears us. And sometimes we don't think He does, but He does. And He hears everything and He knows what's in our heart. He knows the purity of our heart. And even though we are straight away sometimes, that purity of heart, He knows. He knows what's there. And he's just waiting for you to, or for me, to uh, to come back to him, and which is what I did. And I am grateful for that, and I love that he reminded me of that. That prayer transforms everything. Your prayer is our conversation with God, and meditation is your answers for God. And I've had to find time to pray, and to meditate, and to listen and to develop that relationship with God and so anyways so he had that realization for me as well and the other thing was the plant and the worm so when I read about the plant and the worm didn't quite understand what it meant so I had to message my pastor and ask him what it represented and what the plant represented was God and the worm was was um, Jonah and so when I heard the explanation of that I to me it was because I sat with it for a while and I wanted God to show me how it applied to my life so I sat with it for a while and what I was so I, my thoughts are <laughs> thoughts that came to me and made me have the realization was my gifts and the things that God gives me. Sometimes I can be very critical and I can see all the negative things first before I see the positive. I can see why it's not going to work. And, you know, I just pick it apart like the worm, right, until the plant dies. And, um, so that was a realization that God gave me as well, is that when he gives me a gift, 
see the positive things in it see the loving things in it first and don't pick it apart <laughs> don't be so critical <laughs> and um, I just really love that story because I just had like aha moments all over the place and I loved it and so if you've never read the book of Jonah, I invite you to read it and just see what kind of thoughts you have as you're reading it and studying it and see how it applies to your life. And um, I just really, I had a thought that I was just gonna say something and it just <laughs> went away, but maybe it wasn't something I needed to share. So anyways, but, um, but this story is about disobedience and how God is still going to be merciful. No matter how disobedient we are, He's still going to be a merciful God as long as we repent and ask for forgiveness. And um, so that's really what I wanted to share. And I love that story. And I invite you guys to read it and just sit with it and see how it applies to you. Okay. Thank you, everybody. And um, I love you guys. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.